0: That's www.activeskinrepair.com, code VILLAGE for 20% off your order. You're listening to Voices of Your Village. This is episode 144. Today we're diving into the topic of lying. Why do kids lie? How can we respond in a way that builds trust with kiddos, lets them know that they're safe to turn to us with the truth? This can be a really triggering topic for us. Perhaps in childhood, you felt like you had to lie because you weren't safe to tell the truth, or maybe there are narratives that come up for you from your childhood about what it means if somebody's lying or to be quote unquote a liar. We all bring different narratives to adulthood based on our social programming and our childhood experiences. If you feel really triggered by lying, it might be a good indication that there's something below the surface, there's something that's coming up from your childhood that you can take a look at here and dive into to do some reparenting work so that we can show up with intention with these kiddos and not as a reaction based off of our past. If you want support in reparenting work, head to seedreparenting.com and snag our reparenting course for $67. You can get started in doing this work today. This is the work that changed my life. That's seedreparenting.com. All right, let's chat about lying. Let's dive in. Welcome to Voices of Your Village, a place where parents, caregivers, teachers, and experts come to support one another on this wild ride of raising tiny humans. We combine decades of experience with the latest research to create the modern parenting village. Let's dive into honest conversation about real parenting challenges so it doesn't have to be this hard. I'm your host, sleep consultant, child development specialist, and passionate feminist, Alyssa Blass Campbell. Lying can feel so triggering for us as adults because. We carry narratives around what that means based off of our childhood or our social programming. We have often been told that lying's bad and that you're not supposed to lie. And yet it's so developmentally appropriate. And so today I want to dive into both the research and what do we know about brain development and when lying generally starts and also, why it might be happening and how we can respond in order to foster a relationship of trust and security rather than from a place of punishment where we see increased lying. There is a study done that looked at the relationship between children's like telling of lies and their social and cognitive development. They looked at children ages three to eight years old, and they were told to not peek at a toy. The toy underneath this cloth was Barney, the purple dinosaur. Most of the children peeked at the toy and then later lied about the peeking, but the subsequent like verbal statements, things that they said afterwards were not always consistent with their initial denial. I'm laughing because I can like picture this, right? And they would like leak critical information. So for instance, they would say, the researchers would come back in and would say, did you peek at the toy? And kids would say, no. And they would say, who do you think the toy is? And the kids would say, Barney, (laughs) which they would only know if they'd peeked. And then the researchers would ask, like, how do you know that it's Barney? Or what makes you think that? And all of a sudden, these kids find themselves, like, kind of trapped in this lie, right? Where they're like, oh, shoot, that's right. I only know that because I peaked. <laughs> um, and it makes me chuckle because it's so classic. And I think when we can go in these into these early childhood years expecting this, that kids will lie and that it is developmentally appropriate because they can't control their impulses necessarily. We have an episode coming up with Dr. Anne-Louise Lockhart on impulse control specifically. But when kids are young, they don't have impulse control. It takes a lot of brain development to be able to see something and not do it. In fact, so many of us as adults struggle with that self-regulation. There's someone in my life who will say, "I know I shouldn't say this, but," and I'm like, "Oh nope, that's where impulse control comes in. Like you can just stop there." Uh, they don't. They generally say what they, what what <laughs> what they think they're not supposed to say. Um, but anyway, I so when we're looking at lying, first and foremost, I want to acknowledge that if a kid doesn't lie ever, I would be concerned about what they might be afraid of. Like, are they afraid of getting in trouble? Are they afraid of making somebody feel anxious? Are they afraid of disappointing you? Are they afraid of what might happen? Are they afraid of a punishment? Uh, Because we should see kids kind of play around with this developmentally. And we can respond in a way that doesn't uh, make it so that this is a lifelong skill of theirs that they cultivate. But rather something that they kind of test the waters with and see, like, what happens if I lie? What happens when I lie? What happens if I lie and nobody finds out? What happens if I lie and people do find out? It's kind of their job to explore this. So I want to first start there so that we all are going into this recognizing that if your kid is lying or has told lies it's very developmentally appropriate you know you're playing chutes and ladders and a kid spins something and they realize they're going to land on the chute instead of the ladder and they say like oh no I I spun a four and they like they lie about it they lie about the number so they don't have to do the thing we can acknowledge this like oh are you feeling disappointed that you spun a three and that means you'll go down the chute Ugh, it's a bummer And then if they stick to it, like, no, no, I spun a four, we can, I would stay in that space of like, oh, I saw that it landed on three and it is really disappointing to go down the chute. Sometimes it feels really fun to be able to win games. It's exciting. It's not very fun to lose them. And if you go down the chute, you would be farther away from the end. And that's a bummer. You know, like we will see kids playing around with this. If you are punished no matter what, then it's always worth it to lie. Because maybe if you lie, then they won't find out and you won't be punished. I want to choose connection over punishment. So if a kid lies to you and you know that they're lying. So I had, I was at the beach this summer and um, a five-year-old comes running up to me and she was like telling on the six-year-old for having called her stupid. And I turned to him and I was like, oh, and as, as they're running up and she's yelling to me that he called her stupid, he is yelling at her and saying, I told you not to tell the adults, right? It's so like, Already kind of given himself away here. But I turned to him and I was like, oh man, you must be feeling really frustrated to call somebody stupid. And he was like, I didn't call her stupid, I didn't say it. And so he lies right to my face after I literally just heard him running up saying, I told you not to tell the adults. <laughs> and at this point, I can either say, I heard that and I know that you did call her stupid or I can put one word against the other, or I could do what I did. I said, hey, bud, I'm not gonna be mad at you. You're not in trouble for calling her stupid. You can always tell me, and I'm not gonna be mad at you. If you're calling somebody stupid, that to me means that you're feeling something that feels so hard to feel that you need some help. And I always want to help you. I love you. So I said this to him and he looked at me kind of side-eyed like, is this a trick? (laughs) Am I going to actually be in trouble? And I was like, can you tell me more about what was happening so that I can figure out how to help? So I'm not focused on like, if you call her stupid, that'll hurt her feelings, et cetera. He already knows that. What he needs right now is support. So that next time he can make a different decision. If I'm focused on punishing him for his behavior, it won't change the future. And when we're looking at child development, I'm always looking at what are we doing for the future, not just now, but how do my reactions or responses to kids impact what this will look like for the future for them, what toolbox they'll have. And so when I focused instead on, can you tell me what was happening so that I can help you? He knows he's not in trouble now. And then he told me the scenario and what was happening. And I was like, oh, you still wanted to have a turn with that. And she took your shovel. He was building something really cool in the sand. And she said, like, the timer went off. It's my turn. And she grabbed the shovel and he reacted by saying that she was stupid and so I was like, "Man, you were still building something and she took the shovel." And he was like, "Yeah, and I wasn't even done." And the timer went off, but it wasn't even fair. And, you know, he's really just saying all of all of the words that came after this was, "I feel disappointed because my turn with the shovel was over and I wasn't done with what I was building." And so my job here is to focus on that feeling of disappointment so that he can learn what to do with it instead Visit betterhelp.com slash voices today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash voices. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why?
1: This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.
0: So I told him, I was like, oh man, and I validated all that. You really wanted to keep playing with the shovel and building, and the timer went off, and it's It sounds like it was really abrupt. It happened really fast where she took the shovel from your hands. And it sounds like maybe you were trying to figure out what to do so that you could have more time with the shovel. I was like, hmm. I'm wondering if when she took the shovel from your hands, you called her stupid because you were feeling disappointed or frustrated. And so your body reacted really fast And he was like, well, it hurts my feelings when she takes the shovel. And I was like, oh, yeah, it hurts your feelings when she takes the shovel from you and you're still using it. And you said something that would hurt her feelings. And I know that you're a really kind kiddo and hurting somebody's feelings doesn't feel good in your heart. I know that. I've done things before that hurt other people's feelings, and I know how it feels in my heart. And just like paused there and let that sit. And he was like, well, I want another turn with the shuffle. (laughs) He's like, well, come on, lady, let's get back to solving this problem. And I was like, all right, let's figure out what we can do or what might work to happen next and I was like, okay, we, we talked about what scenario had already been set up and they had set this timer, they had agreed on that for her to have a turn with the big shovel. And so the next step was allowing him to feel disappointed about not getting the big shovel. And I let him know, if you need help when you're feeling disappointed, I can help you. And then when you're ready, we can figure out what you can do next. Since you can't play with the big shovel, we can figure out together what you can do. But it's really hard to figure that out when you're feeling really disappointed and your body isn't ready to figure that out yet. To so let me know if you want a hug or you want to take a break and play in the waves and then come back and solve this problem. And he was like, we can play just us. And I was like, yeah, buddy, we can play just us. And so we went and we played in the waves for a little bit. And then after playing, he was like, I know, maybe I can use the bucket and the small shovel and together I can scoop stuff from the small shovel to the bucket and then I can use it kind of like a big shovel. But he needed time and space to figure that out. And really what I, my goal for him here is to learn that when he's feeling disappointed, he can calm his body before, We move on to how to problem-solve or what happens next. And it won't happen immediately. He'll probably say stupid again and again until we continue with this pattern and teaching him what he can do in those moments instead. But if I would have punished him for calling her stupid, then he would have every reason to continue to lie to me going forward about whether or not he calls her stupid. Because if he lies and I don't find out and he gets away with it, then he's not in trouble. But if he tells me the truth and he's in trouble anyway, it's not worth it to tell the truth. When we were playing in the waves and kind of calming down and whatnot, and and then he solved the problem afterwards and we were walking back to get the small shovel in the bucket, I said to him, I was like, buddy, I wonder how her heart is feeling after you called her stupid i'm i'm just wondering how that might feel for her and he i didn't have to tell him what to do in any capacity he went up to her when they they were like playing near each other then with the shovels and the bucket and he said i'm sorry i said stupid i was really disappointed <laughs> i was like yep this is exactly like this is awesome and she was like it's okay And just went on, like, shoveling and playing. I think so often we really want to make sure that we're raising these kind, respectful humans. And we're afraid that if they're lying or they're doing something, like saying you're stupid and then lying about it, that we're failing in raising kind, respectful humans. And in actuality, if we continue to punish them, they won't build this toolbox. But if we can connect with them, we can support them in building a different toolbox. Some of my favorite phrases around lying are, I'm not mad at you. I'm asking what happened because I want to help you. Or I feel upset about what happened because I want to keep you safe. Like if a kid lies about a safety thing and then you're visibly upset, I want to let them know I feel upset about what happened because I want to keep you safe. When you are honest with me, it tells me that you trust me and I'm so grateful for your trust and honesty. I want you to feel safe telling me the truth. I will work to stay calm so that I can support you. I will love you even when you make mistakes. It's more important to me that I know so that we can figure out what to do differently next time. And lastly, Sometimes I will feel disappointed or scared, sad, or angry. It's okay for me to feel those things. I can calm my body down and feel proud and excited and calm and happy again. You don't have to keep me from feeling the hard stuff. Sometimes kids lie to protect us because they're afraid of our reactions and how we might feel. And I want to let them know I have the toolbox to regulate myself. So you aren't in charge of protecting me. I was chatting about this within our village and I got a few of these comments that I loved. Someone said, my nine-year-old has voiced on several occasions that she likes talking to me over other adults because even when she's scared, embarrassed, or worried, she knows she can trust that I won't punish or have a retribution-seeking response. This strategy really works. Someone else said, I've been trying to instill this in my kids since they were little, that there's nothing that you can tell me that will make me mad if you tell me the truth. But I cannot help you if you don't tell me the truth. Come on over to Instagram and into our Facebook group. On Instagram, it's seed.and.so S-E-W. and our Facebook group, is a free group for us to connect. Seed and So: colon Voices of Your Village where we can continue this conversation. You can provide some follow-up questions and let me know what else comes up for you with lying. What comes up from your childhood? What are you carrying narrative-wise around this? And how does it inform how you react in the moment or your desire to punish or control a situation in hopes of curbing lying? The thing that we know from the research is that when kids are punished for having lied or when we're turning to punishments, kids are more likely to lie in the future, and it does not build a toolbox for what else to do next time. All right, folks, come on over to Instagram and into our Facebook group to continue this conversation. I love diving into these topics with you. Thanks for tuning in to Voices of Your Village. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at voicesofyourvillage.com. Did you know that we have a special community for all of you to be a part of so that we can all gather together to raise emotionally intelligent humans? Head on over to Facebook, search Seed and Sow: Voices of Your Village and dive into that Facebook group. We cannot wait to hang out with you and collaborate on raising these tiny humans. If you're digging this podcast, head on over to Apple Podcasts, scroll down, click those stars and leave a review. It really fills my heart to hear from all of you.
1: Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life?